Hello and welcome to this GBM Media Podcast. You're about to hear Serving Today, a programme for pastors and church leaders. If you're involved in any form of Bible teaching, be that one-to-one or in small or larger groups, Serving Today will be relevant for you. Welcome to Serving Today, the programme for pastors and church leaders. I'm Andrew Cook and I'm delighted that we can be together again. More on death and the living dead in the Spirit World series. And Malcolm Ryan joins us for A Pastor Talks. In our series on the Spirit World, we began looking at what the Bible teaches about death and the living dead. Graham Jones, who's helping us with this here on Serving Today, took us to the parable told by Jesus about a rich man and Lazarus, which is found in Luke chapter 16. Graham explained what this says about the spirits of the dead, what happens to Christian believers when they die, and then what happens to unbelievers when they die. Well, let's join Graham again with another lesson about death and the living dead. Fourthly, we should be thinking about the relationship between those who are alive on earth now and the living dead. When our relatives are alive, the Bible shows that we should honour them. Leviticus 19 verse 32 says, Rise in the presence of the aged, show respect for the elderly, and revere your God. I am the Lord. When our relatives have died at the funeral, we can speak freely and publicly and honestly about the good our relative has done. After King Saul had died, David speaks about Saul and Jonathan's bravery and their achievements for the people of Israel in 2 Samuel chapter 1. We can continue to honour the name of our dead relative. We should speak well of them. And if our relative was a believer, the best thing we can do is to follow their example of loving the Lord Jesus and growing in godly character. But are there some things that we should not do? Yes, there are. At the funeral, we will not want to follow the traditional practices of seeking the favour of our dead relative. We already have the grace and favour of the God of heaven through his Son, Jesus Christ, who died for our sins. In Luoland, where I live, there are many traditional practices associated with seeking the favour of the living dead or, or appeasing them so they don't bring bad things to the family or to the clan. Traditions such as who cuts the first sod of soil for the grave or who sacrifices the bull for the funeral or even the direction of the grave. A Christian believer will not want to follow such traditions. And so the local church needs to stand with the believer so that in the planning and conducting of the burial, such associations are avoided. The Bible teaches us that we must not speak to the living dead or pray to them. In Deuteronomy chapter 18 verses 10 and 12, we read this. Let no one be found among you who consults the dead. Anyone who does these things is detestable to the Lord. Trying to contact the living dead is a sin. And so we must not consult the living dead for guidance or protection, as it's the Lord God who guides us and protects us. 
The psalmist in Psalm 121 verses 1 and 2 says, Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. We also must not fear the living dead, as the Bible teaches us to only fear the one true living God. Jesus is Lord and King over all the spirits and over all those who have died. Paul in Ephesians chapter 1 verses 20 to 22 describes the authority the risen and ascended Jesus has. Christ is raised from the dead and seated at God's right hand in the heavenly realms, far above all rule and authority, power and dominion, and every title that can be given, not only in the present age, but also in the one to come. Old Testament, when the Israelites did not put away completely the traditional religion of the people around them, God says in Judges chapter 10 verses 13 and 14, But you have forsaken me and served other gods, so I will no longer save you. Go and cry out to the gods you have chosen. Let them save you when you are in trouble. The children of Israel were trying at the same time to serve both the one true living God and false gods. But the first commandment tells us to only worship the one true God. Trying to serve both God and the traditional practice around us, that happens today. I remember hearing the sad story of a pastor I worked with who, after his wife died, he spoke up well at her Christian funeral. But the next day, also danced round the grave in accordance with the traditional practices. In the New Testament, after the church in Ephesus had been established, we learn in Acts chapter 19, verses 18 and 20. Many of those who believed now came openly and confessed their evil deeds. A number who had practised sorcery brought their scrolls together and burnt them publicly. When they calculated the value of the scrolls, the total came to 50,000 drachmas. In this way, the word of the Lord spread widely and grew in power. Although many of the believers had followed the Lord Jesus for a while, as they grew in their discipleship, they now realised they needed to repent of their sin of sorcery and they burnt their scrolls. Failure to make a clear and permanent break from the beliefs and practices of traditional religion, which are against the Bible's teaching, These things greatly weaken our faith and weaken the church too. Pastor Daniel, who I work with, each year he's asked by the Rojo group to to make a sacrifice to the ancestors as a memorial to his deceased mother. But he knows it is wrong, and so he keeps refusing to do it. When Daniel's cow died, they said it was the anger of the ancestors. But Daniel continued to trust in the Lord Jesus for protection and to provide for his family needs. Sometimes it's not easy to stand up for our Lord and Saviour, Jesus Christ. Graham, what's the final lesson you have for us regarding the living dead? Lastly, I want to think about what is deception by demons? 
some people have seen spirits. These spirits claim to be ancestors. The spirit may even look and sound like one of their ancestors. The spirit even knows things about the family or a dead relative. It is a, a real experience. It, it may be a real appearance of somebody. But it is not the appearance of a deceased relative. In Jesus' story in Luke 16, we see that God assigns a place for the spirits of the dead. Believers like Lazarus are with Christ. Unbelievers, like the rich man, are tormented in Hades. The living dead cannot come back to this life. In the Bible, we see that demons are powerful. I wonder what we're to make of this. Demons can imitate the appearance or even the voice of a dead relative. Demons do this to deceive people so they trust in these ancient practices rather than in Jesus. Demons do these things to cause people to fear death and to take us away from following the Lord Jesus. It's not the living dead who influence our lives here on earth. It is Satan's evil spirits that seek to influence us and distract us from loving and following the Lord Jesus. As we close, let us remember that for Christian believers, Jesus is victorious over sin and Satan and death. He defeated the final enemy. In 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 10, we read that Jesus Christ has destroyed death and has brought life and immortality to light through the gospel. There is great comfort in the words of the Apostle Paul. In 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 54 to 57. Death has been swallowed up in victory. Where, O death, is your victory? Where, O death, is your sting? The sting of death is sin, and the power of sin is the law. But thanks be to God, he gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Now, if at this time in your ministry you are in need of encouragement, here's some help from Malcolm Ryan in A Pastor Talks. Life, it doesn't always come up to expectations, does it? But then, what do you expect in a fallen world? So let's get something clear. When things go wrong and we're beset with problems, it isn't because God doesn't love us or care about us. What it does show is that the world in which we live isn't the way it's supposed to be. Yet all is not lost, because our Heavenly Father has a plan to repair the brokenness of the world and heal the pain in our lives. In fact, He loves us so much that He sent His Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, to reverse the devastating effects of humankind's sinfulness. And this means that we can be reconciled to God, to each other, and go on to live meaningful lives. Albeit that the process of becoming the people that God wants us to be is a gradual one. As the Apostle Paul writes in Romans 8 from verse 22, we know that the whole creation has been groaning, as in the pains of childbirth, right up 
to the present time. Not only so, but we ourselves who have the first fruits of the Spirit groan inwardly as we wait eagerly for our adoption to sonship, the redemption of our bodies. For in this hope we were saved. Ultimately, a day is coming when there will be no more sickness, pain, or death, and when God will wipe away every tear from our eyes. In the meantime, just like the men and women whose stories are told in the Bible, it's okay to be up front about our pain. David, for example, poured out his heart to God in the Psalms. Job expressed deep anguish in the midst of incredible grief and suffering. Hannah told God how she felt about her childlessness. And if you're hurting, he wants you to tell him how you feel. Yes, God is listening, even in the darkest of times, when he seems so silent. And with that, we close this edition of Serving Today. Until next time, this is Andrew Cook saying goodbye. May God's power strengthen you as you serve Christ. That was Serving Today, a podcast from the Grace Baptist Mission radio team. To get in touch, you can email us. The address is servingtoday at gbm.org.uk or find us on Twitter at servingtodaygbm. You can also search our back catalogue from our webpage www.gbm.org.uk forward slash radio. Thanks for listening and goodbye.